0: when it comes to other people, to love the sinner, to love that person who's struggling, that person who needs our grace, who needs our patience, who needs our kindness, but to also hate the thing that's killing them. Hi, my name's Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. I I might get some of the exact details wrong, some of the specifics, but the, the story in general is, is the same. Stephanie was raised uh, Catholic. Um, her parents apparently considered the faith deeply enough to send her to Catholic elementary school, I think even Catholic high school. Um, at one point though, Steph, Stephanie, uh, she became her own woman, you know, kind of a situation, got into her chosen profession and, you know, didn't basically live her Catholic faith. In fact, a lot of the stuff that she uh, Said and did would kind of go against a lot of what um, we believe as Catholics and we believe as Christians. Um, nonetheless, a- as she was getting more and more well known in her profession, there was an uh, an older man, uh, kind of elderly grandfather type age, who was a mentor, a mentor to her. Uh, they worked in the same projects and whatnot. And at one point, he was a, I think, as far as I know, he's a he's a faithful Catholic, and he started bringing Stephanie with him to mass. So. <laughs> the story gets better, um, that Stephanie at one point started going to Mass on her own. Now, while her social media presence was oftentimes, like, questionable, um, a couple times she posted photos and, and captions from Scripture or from Mass. I mean, at one point, you know, saying, hey, just went to Mass and love Father So-and-So's homily on the Eucharist. And you're like, okay, no, pause. If you were her mom and dad, That'd be like an awesome day because, right, you know— gosh, I don't know I'm getting so emotional— um, if you're her mom or dad, they'd be like, oh my gosh, finally! Like everything we were hoping for, everything we're praying for, while she's going off, and we, we see all her posts, like we see everywhere. I was like, oh, she's not, Steph's not, like living up to like what we want her to, to know the truth about her dignity, her beauty, um, the reality of life, all these things. And now, wow, she went to Mass on her own and she posts about it. That'd be awesome. I mean, to be, again, to be your mom and dad, to be your brothers and sisters, to be your uncle. Be like, I'm so grateful for her coworker, Tony, or her mentor, Tony, to, to, who brought her to, to Mass. Um, and some people were. Some people, you know, on social media were very excited, like, wow, this is awesome. But there were a number of, a number of other people who saw that and said, well, she better not be going to Holy Communion. You know, they, they see the same posts and say, well, she, she better know that, you know, she, the way she's living is not going with what the Lord teaches. Like, she's living a life contrary to Scripture. She's life, a living life contrary to the Gospel. <laughs> and I just think, you know, it's so interesting how quick, how quickly we are to look at someone else and say, hey, you're trying to grow? <laughs> not good enough. You're, you're taking a baby step towards the faith, towards the Lord. You're letting him love you right now? Not good enough. And I think it's so interesting because if Stephanie was just Stephanie, then people would not probably be too, probably be too bothered. But you know Stephanie as Lady Gaga and Tony as Tony Bennett. That doesn't change, that doesn't change the substance of the story. It doesn't think, oh, well now I know that it was really awful. Like, no, yes, as I said, she has posts that are questionable at saying it gently. Yes, she, she has said things and sung things that are contrary to what we believe as to be true and good and beautiful. But she was raised Catholic. you look, we look at her, and we see Lady Gaga. The father looks at her, and he sees his daughter named Stephanie. At every step forward, just even a small step and just saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to let you love me as I am right now, in this moment. That's a victory. That's, a, that's something to be celebrated, not to be criticized. And this, isn't a, this isn't me reporting, making a video about Stephanie four or six years after it happened. This is about our natural tendency to go against the second greatest commandment. first commandment, right? Jesus says to love the Lord your God with your whole, whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Like, love God with everything you got. second great commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. How do, we, how do we do that? How do we love our neighbor as ourselves? Well, I think for one thing, what we do is we're patient with ourselves. I think for one thing, uh, what we do is, is that we acknowledge that if we just even make a, an inch of growth, if we just even crack open our hearts a little bit to God's grace, We're like, that's good. That was a win. That was a victory. Because that was hard. That was hard to do. It was hard to take that step towards the Lord in prayer. It was hard to say, you know what, I'm going to go to Sunday Mass. I'm going to go to daily Mass. It's hard to, again, crack our hearts open and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to let you love me as I am right now. Don't we do that? You know, C.S. Lewis wrote about this. C.S. Lewis writes, he says, when we talk about love the sinner, hate the sin. So many people right now, it's kind of a joke. It's kind of like a, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, It seems empty. But it's not empty. We do it all the time. Because why? You love yourself and you hate what you do. (laughs) C.S. Lewis points that out. He's like, no, I know exactly what it is to love the sinner and hate the sin um, because I love myself and I want the best for myself. And yet I still, and I hate, so therefore I hate the sin inside of me. Same kind of thing when it comes to other people, to love the sinner, to love that person who's struggling, that person who needs our grace, who needs our patience, who needs our kindness, but to also hate the thing that's killing them. It's not cliché, and it's not simply uh, a throwaway statement. It's what's at the heart of love your neighbor as yourself. So if we were to see Stephanie, from the perspective of ourselves, we'd say, that was a big step. Yes, I know you haven't completely changed your life. Yeah, I know that there are some things that are still happening in your life that are contrary to the gospel. I mean, I know this because you see it on on the internet, but that was a step. That was a real step. And I need to be patient with you, just like I'm patient with myself. How do we love our neighbors as ourselves? I think we do it when we celebrate even the smallest step forward. When we celebrate even the smallest crack in one's heart that allows the Lord in. And we're patient, knowing that just one step is not the whole step. Letting the Lord into one crack of my heart is not giving the Lord my entire heart. But you haven't give the Lord, given the Lord your entire heart either. And I haven't given the, given the Lord my entire heart either. And so I'm going to love Stephanie as I love myself, which is to say I'm going to rejoice in that small step forward and I'm going to be patient because, man, oh, man, is God patient with me? I think God's patient with you, too. Last thing, the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself implies something important. It implies that you actually love yourself, It means you want the best for yourself. Which means that you strive to see yourself as God sees you. Not as better than you are, and not as worse, but as you are. To see yourself as God sees you. Broken but chosen. Um, a mess, <laughs> but loved. And God rejoices. And even the smallest step forward, He rejoices when even one of his little kids, just so much as lets him love them, and the Father rejoices when you let him love you too. Anyways, <sighs> that's what I got from all of us here at Presents. My name is Father Mike. God bless.